and welcome to another episode of All That Film. Hi, so uh, we got a little special episode here on All That Film um, because we have a, a little little birthday boy, um, a little <laughs> rinky, little, little itsy bitsy baby birthday boy. Um, Odd, it's your birthday. It is. Happy birthday. Um, Thank you. What do you think we're doing for your birthday in this recording? I genuinely have no idea. I'm very thrown off. I thought maybe we were here to talk about the Snyder Cut, so I have no idea what we're here to talk about. No, I actually haven't seen that yet. Well, then, either. So that takes that out my only guess that I had. <laughs> Mm, well, <laughs> I don't know how much of a birthday surprise that would be, uh, right? Because, um, yeah, we'll we'll maybe watch it eventually. Um, yeah, instead, we're here to talk about uh, one of Todd's favorite films of all time, uh, The Tooth Fairy Two. Um, yes. Which no, um, no, no, no. To celebrate Todd's birthday. Um, I messaged Lindsay and I gave her two options. Uh, one of which was we were going to do best documentaries because uh, Todd, <laughs> notorious old man. Uh, yes. But Lindsay said, boo, boring. It's not. Um, so instead, <laughs> instead, Todd, I will let you decide would you rather do five or 10 of your favorite YA films? Oh my God. That's crazy. I have to <laughs> greatest ranking of all time on the spot. I have to do this. This is intense. Okay. Um, well, I already I'm, have my, my list together. This is, this is the fun part about the surprise party. Um, is that you already have your list of the top 10 YA novel. Uh, ad- okay. So you, you want to go with 10? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'm excited. Are we doing adaptations? Uh, can... So, okay. So this this is one thing. When I was looking it up, it was a little bit weird, because um, there's a couple of movies that I guess you could count as YA. Like I saw Never Ending Story listed, which like, yeah, but also, uh, maybe I don't know. Like I I had a difficulty. So uh, tell you what, just just do whatever you want. Who cares? Um, <laughs> we'll Perfect figure it out as we go. Together. Well, I want to do 10 okay, because yes, yes, five of can. them are already decided. Okay, I'm you just... can put series together if you if you want to, but for Todd specifically, if he wants five entries to be the Twilight franchise, um, that is fine. <laughs> so, okay. Um, what are you going to do, Lindsay? Are you going to break them up? or? No, I think I'm going to group the series together. Cause oh, I was, okay. I don't want, like... Like three Maze Runner and then like three Hunger Games and like all of the Twilight. You know what I mean? Sure. No, it's a tough decision. This'll this'll take me a second. I'm 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 doing a lot of letterboxed efforting right now. <laughs> this is surprising. Uh, letterboxed. I'm honored. Not the uh, easiest. Wait, have to you find. seen Beastly? Yeah, I have not. It's of great. course, Todd has. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was gonna say if you haven't you need to see Beastly. Okay, so I'll start with my number ten. Um, <laughs> Wait, again, I just am to not. Buy... I am not ready. Oh, this is to buy time, Lindsay. <laughs> um, you better get ready. <laughs> you didn't for tell the Thunderdome we exactly. Okay, I, I gave you a general topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my number ten. Uh, which I, I might go on about uh, more longer than I thought, is actually going to be, and this is a film I don't necessarily love, um, but I, I like a couple aspects, and it's going to be the Lemony Snicket movie. Um, and most of that is because I think Jim Carrey plays a really good counter-off. Um, Neil Patrick Harris was also pretty pretty cool as Olaf in the Netflix series that I have not gone back to after season one uh, for whatever reason, because it was just good and i was like hmm wish it was a little bit more maybe but but i've been told it gets even better um but with that said um i don't love the way they smush three books into one story uh 
maybe it was because I was a huge Lemony Snicket nerd um, when I was a kid and I really liked the vibe of them. Um, it's, it's one of those books that I, I'm worried if I ever go back and read, it's kind of just that you had to be there moment, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In that, like it really captures the, the vibe of, of that time, like some of the stuff that was coming out. Uh, but that is my number 10. And if Lindsay and Todd don't have their tens, I can move to my number nine if y'all would like. I, I don't have my ten yet. Okay. I have one that I'll go ahead and say is my number ten. Okay. Uh, I'll be ready by the time you're done. Because I think it's it's probably pretty close, and I'm I'm around this area. This is this is so stressful. Thank you for my birthday gift. No this problem. Is... <laughs> We like to induce uh, anxiety. Uh, for no, this is very nice. This is very nice. I appreciate it. But, okay, so for number 10, I'm going to go with uh, The Host, uh, the Stephanie wow. Meyer adaptation. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. yeah, so we haven't had a chance to see this, some of us probably, but this is a ridiculous film about a parasitic alien soul that's injected into the body of somebody else. And then being able to hear it and hearing these inner thoughts dictate how she should feel about these two hot boys that are... are... See, I have a problem where I like these films with female protagonists dealing with two boys. I don't know why, but like my wife got me into them. I find them very funny. And so I'm going to go with that for number 10. I'm going to go with The Host in my number 10 spot. Um, I can't wait to watch it. It looks. He is very excited. I know. I not okay. Yeah, sure, sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Lindsay, do you have your ten, or would you like me to move to nine? I think I have my number ten. If this one counts. Okay. Okay. See if it does. Movie called the first time. (laughs) And if you haven't seen, wait, Todd, I want to watch it with you so bad. If you haven't, I don't think you've seen it. Okay. Watch it. But anyway, it stars Dylan O'Brien and Britt Robertson. And oh, I haven't really... seen this movie. I've seen this. I know what you're talking about, though, now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sweet. I love it so much. But yeah, it's basically just like they're in high school and then nothing happens. <laughs> but it's so cute. Like trying to describe the plot of this movie, it's just like they meet at a party and that's it. But it's so good. It's so good. It's so sweet. That just just checking, um, just for clarification, is this based on a book or does it just have the YA feel? It just has uh, the YA feel. That's why I wasn't sure if it counted. Because okay, like no, no, adaptation. you're good. It has Dylan O'Brien, so yeah, we'll exactly. you know spin the rules um, <laughs> for the so best ne- nipple winner. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So real quick, there's there's actually one that I didn't think of, um, and I. I had I saw uh, one of the lists that I was clicking out of. Uh, so quick honorable mention um, to um, Davi Diggs and Wonder um, because that is a YA movie. Um, and oh my God, he's on a different plane of existence in terms of charisma in that movie. But anyway, uh, moving on to my number nine. This is a little bit difficult. So here's the problem. I know this film is better than some of these on this list. They almost feel because of that, it doesn't even belong in the YA genre, even though it is, in fact, a YA. And that is going to be The Miseducation of Cameron Post, um, which is a oh, fantastic film. I need uh, to add that to my list. Lindsay might have to make some adjustments. Um, <laughs> I'm going to warn you that my list will be incredibly shallow. And will no, not include fair. and will totally not include fine. deep books that uh, have important contributions to society. Mine totally is. See, that's the thing. It's, <laughs> it's almost like because because we've talked about this that it's it's going for a YA genre is going for a t- particular vibe and a particular feel that when something um, makes some broader statements about certain topics, you're like, huh, wow. Mm. Um, yeah, really good movie, uh, Miseducation. Uh, I believe it's still on Hulu for anybody listening that wants to check it out. Uh, just kind of going blind. It's it's a really great uh, coming-of-age drama. Uh, but I'll let Todd go with his number nine. Well, my 
number nine uh, is actually uh, pretty, I guess you would call it pathetic or embarrassing. One of those two. It's a film called Fallen, which is this film that is based off of like demons and angels fighting each other with this one girl at the center of them. Uh, so to, to clarify it a little bit, Lucinda Price is sent to Reform Academy under the assumption that she's killed a boy. There she meets two mysterious boys, Cam and Daniel, to whom she feels drawn to both. But as the love triangle unfurs, it is Daniel that Luce cannot keep herself away from. And things begin to take a darker turn when she finds out his true identity, which, spoiler, is that he's an angel. He's an actual angel. Whoa. So this movie has angels fighting demons. It was the. It, it is a film that is the first in what was meant to be a series that never happened. It is yeah, ridiculous. It is cheesy. It is corny, and I recommend it. Fallen by Scott nice. Hayes. Yes. For Scott, Scott making the list. Um, Lindsay, do you have your number nine? It's a big, yes. it's a big freaking deal for Scott. Big freaking deal. <laughs> yeah, okay, instead of the uh, oh, I was just gonna mention real quick. Instead of the you know Pulitzer Prize or Oprah's Book Club, we'll just have the ATF top ten YA. Um, we'll get the little <laughs> little stickers made. Um, but yeah, Lindsay, what's your nine? Yeah, for my number nine, do television shows count, or are we? I will allow movies? it. You'll allow it. Okay. There's no rules number- in this podcast. <laughs> it's Todd's <laughs> birthday. Oh wait, I guess Todd, no. Sorry, I'll I'll throw the allowance decision to Todd. Yes, I will allow it as well. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Then my number nine is the entirety of Pretty Little Liars. Oh my god. (laughs) It's the best show of all time. Because the further you, like, you start off watching Pretty Little Liars, like, whoa, this is, like, actually really groundbreaking and cool. And then the further it goes on, you're like, wait. Hold on. Wow. They haven't mapped out any of these plots at all. Nothing is making any sense anymore. And it but it never stops being amazing, which God, it's such a good show. Did you guys ever watch it? No. I, I have briefly no, I seen a couple to. of episodes. Um figuring out and who I have... A was was like most of my teenage dumb. <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard I've I've definitely heard the trying to piece together all the different plot lines, like, not making any but sense. It, yeah, and the thing is that, like, the writers really like throwing out, like, mysteries where they're, like, they'll, like, end the episode with something shocking, and then they realize that, like, they don't they don't know where to go with it. They just know how to shock you. Yeah, that's, that's all of One Tree Hill. Just, uh, <laughs> yes, if, if anybody ever watches that series, um, they're like, and this character's the mayor now. And I'm like, all right. I, I was already going to watch the next episode, but okay. Um, oh, it's so Lindsay, I have, a, I have a quick question for you. Yeah. Um, did you want to do TV shows to open it up for your number one? And we all know Riverdale. <laughs> Oh my god, I want to <laughs> so bad. It looks so good. Same, 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 same. Oh, it is a staple for my daughter and I. It is fantastic. It is ridiculous and beautiful in all sorts of horrific ways. I love it. It's great to hear. Um, but I'll move on to my <laughs> number seven uh, as we get through this list. And I'm realizing I'm just the... Wait, isn't it number eight? Oh, sorry. Yes, number eight. Um, and I'm just the vanilla bean flavor. Um, with that said, uh, I'm gonna go with a rom com that I really like. Uh, besides, like one major decision that kind of sours it a little bit. I forget if it's in the book or not. Um, because I, I, well, actually, I have not read the book. Um, but my number eight is going to actually go to Love Simon. Um, okay. Because oh, I nice. think I almost put that one on mine. Yeah, uh, it's it's one of those that is charming and equally frustrating in certain parts. Um, sure. And because of that, like I, I haven't gotten gone back to it since I saw it in the theater, but 
it just kind of it did really feel like a moment when the first trailer came out and you know that that a big movie um mm-hmm. with like a gay character was like being pushed in the theater it was like oh hey this is this is something i guess um and then it was good and it wasn't gbf or um <laughs> Yeah, I know it gets a lot of criticism for feeling like it's pandering to straight people, which I get, but I really like it anyway. Oh, I, I have to say, as a father, the the part where the straight normcore dad breaks down and apologizes, you know, like is yeah. one of those one of those moments that it is for straight people, but like it worked for me. It worked for the straight mm-hmm. guy. I was like, I'm crying. I want to be this dad someday. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I get the appeal of the movie. Yeah, but uh, we'll move on to Todd's number seven or number eight. Wait, sorry, number eight. Sorry, sorry, Can't I did it twice. Out. I know. <laughs> so in the number eight spot, because I can't, it's too complex of a story to break down in just to one story and rank it once. So I have to go with. Uh, my least favorite of what we all know as the best franchise for YA of all time, the Twilight Saga, with Eclipse. Uh, That is in the number eight. It's definitely the worst of the Twilight Saga, except for it has the... um, it has the tent scene, which if you've seen it, you know what I mean by the tent scene, which for me is what, like... I imagine film bros feel like when they watch Al Pacino and Robert De Niro in that scene <laughs> in uh, Heat. Uh, yeah. When when you get Taylor Lautner going against Robert Pattinson, head-to-head, mano a mano, mano, acting chops in a tent as a wolf and a vampire, to me, it just doesn't get much better than that. So that's what breaks it into the top 10 for me, but it has weak parts other than that. So that that's okay. why it's, it's a little lower. But yeah. I mean, they're good, but, you know, they're no uh, Dylan O'Brien and that guy <laughs> that uh, voices Phineas. Wait, hey, have you seen the Twilight series? <laughs> Uh, okay, so so I'll I'll fess up to this because I knew where this was going uh, when we <laughs> decided on this, me and Lindsay. Um, I have seen. I'll go ahead and tell the story because I think it's kind of funny. Um, my association with Twilight is weirder than uh, a couple other people. In that, uh, Todd, I have to ask you: Did you read the books before you saw the movies? No. Okay, so one of the things I'd like to mention before uh, saying this is. Um, that when I was alive for the renaissance of the Twilight films, um, they were generally regarded as most things as, oh, this is the dumb women thing or whatever. Um, right. So they were frowned upon by the young, edgy um, cinephiles that were, you know, watching uh, Ant-Man uh, 12 times. Uh, but with that said, uh, it's a little different. <laughs> For me, because there was angst attached to it, because uh, my mom had given me this book and she told me uh, someone else from my soccer team had read it. So I knew it had cred as, hey, this is a book for boys, Um, because she told me she's like, yeah, there's like there's vampires and then there's there's werewolves eventually. And I was like, (laughs) oh, no, like this is awesome. Uh, And then I read the full book. Um, I skipped over a couple sections, you know, a couple of the chapters where they talk about. Uh, kissing each other for about 10 pages. And I was like, ew, gross. Let's get back to the the, the vampire stuff. Um, And I did not read New Moon because I I got my mom's copy. I got about like 10 pages into it. And I was like, dear God, is she going to lust over Edward this whole book? And uh, apparently she does. Um, So I never read the rest of the series. With that said, this brings me to the point where I, I talk about uh, the Twilight series, um, I, I saw my first exposure to the Twilight movies uh, was Breaking Dawn Part 2. Um, so the best one. Yeah. So the uh, best one. So here's the thing about that. We were, we were set, me and my friend uh, went with a couple other people, uh, and we were set to see Life of Pi. And the argument was, that's a movie about math. We want to see Twilight. 
Um, which, you know, maybe, maybe the right choices were made, even though the life of Pi probably is one of the most visually stunning films of all time, whatever. Um, I will say the ending scene that I'm sure you guys are going to get into, uh, floored me, uh, mm -hmm. but it, it yeah, we can, absolutely. we can talk about why I felt, we'll, um, weird about it, but I have, we'll get into that very late in the podcast. I'll put it that way. <laughs> of course. Um, I will say I have seen the first Twilight film and I thought it was pretty good um, yep. for the most part. Like I, I don't necessarily, like I get the hate and all the ooh, Twilight's the worst video of all time. But like when you really like, you know, just unpeel the curtain, like it's a fun movie. Um, yeah. It's a very fun movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, but yeah, that's a long winded way of saying, Lindsay, what is your number eight? <laughs> My number eight is Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Ooh. It's amazing. Best movie ever. Best sisterhood ever. I mean, you have the force of, like, America Ferreira, Blake Lively, Rory from Gilmore Girls, and the other one. It's just like... <laughs> How dare you. The power that these four women have with their magic pants. It's so good. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. Well, good for okay. them. Good for those those sisters. Um, <laughs> all right. Now we'll okay. actually move to my number seven. Um, it, this is sort of, I think it, it winds, actually, I'll, I'll wait to use this one a little bit. Um, I have not seen this film in a while. It was one of my favorites when I was a kid. Uh, but uh, I'm not, no, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll break well, I probably won't break Lindsay's heart. This will come up later, more than likely. Um, I am going with the Maze Runner saga. Um, mostly because I, I did individual films for most series. Uh, but the Maze Runner saga is pretty consistent uh, for the most part. And it mm -hmm. knows what it is. And it never really uh, tried to stretch that into extra stuff, which I appreciate. And it's got Dylan O'Brien. And those boys really be running through that maze. They do. They be running fast. I was impressed yeah. by how fast the running was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I, I'm not gonna lie. I I really like the camaraderie of the cast. Um, it, I know as goofy as that is to say for people that are like, "Pooh, it's no Saving Private Ryan or whatever," and it's like, well, it's better you know, than Saving Private. <laughs> 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 yes, um, go there. Go there. <laughs> Unapologetically yeah. go there. <laughs> Maze Runner Saga will be my number seven. Todd, what is going to be your number seven? Okay. So my number seven is going to be... Hold on. I just had it up. Oh, well, I'll, my, I'll mention. Oh, no, go for it, Todd. No, I got it. Uh, my number seven is The Outsiders by Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, so it's one of the only ones I'll go outside of just like try, but have y'all seen the outsiders? Yeah, we had a whole outsiders uh, day in middle school when we all read the book. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah it's... We all had to dress as greasers or socias. Interesting. Oh, that is intense. <laughs> I just really like this film. It's my favorite Francis Ford Coppola film. And yes, I've seen all the other ones. Uh, and it's, uh, I just think it's great, but it has like the most stacked cast. Have you seen this movie? Hey, uh, so this is what I was going to mention. I, it was, it's so funny. Cause when Lindsay said that, um, I was going to say the same thing. We also had, in, oh my God, not, that's not, so funny. we did, we didn't dress up like greasers. Um, oh, that's but, lame. that was yeah. the best part. Well, yeah. we, did, we did have after our tax testing. Um, everyone, it was either, I think, uh, I can't remember the other movie. It switched to Minions whenever Minions came out on Blu-ray. But before that, it was uh, Remember the Titans and The Outsiders. I've seen parts of The Outsiders. Uh, I would rather, I want to read the book um, first before I rewatch it. Uh, so right. so I know I know about it. Well, then you know how stacked the cast is. It's in like. Insane cast. So Maze just, Runner level cast. Yes. Just for anybody who hasn't uh, seen this, see Thomas Howell, Matt Dillon, Ralph Macchio, Patrick Swayze, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez, Tom Cruise, 
uh, it was just an all-star cast uh, for like the time. I know some of those names aren't big now, but it was it was good. And uh, I don't know, I like it. I like the I like the traditional greasers versus uh, what are they called? The the socias. The socias. <laughs> I like it. So that's that's my that's my pick. Nice, very good, good pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned it because again I have such a weird um, association with that with that book and movie. But Lindsay, what is going to be your number seven? My number seven is the Twilight franchise. Wow, this low! I know I I didn't even like it kept getting bumped down, and I was like, oh no, like because I I do love like this whole top ten. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no Twilight iconic i'm sure we'll talk about it more later it's um, tough when you it's uh, well, this is a tough God this is a vicious separated them so yeah. <laughs> uh, oh we did will you most okay, definitely yeah, I, just, be- I just grouped them all together but yeah i mean i went to the midnight premiere of every single one of these so i like even when i was telling myself i hated them i was like i clearly don't <laughs> like i wouldn't be going to these if i did i can't so, tell you I'm how many I people grew out yeah. of that face <laughs> I can't tell you how many people I've met who are like, yeah, I just, I freaking hate those. I hate those. But I've watched all of them multiple times. Like, oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't know. It's just, you don't want to admit it, I think. But then you realize, like, no, these are so fun. It's rough because everything about them represents things that are horrible. But, like, yep. they're, yeah, but you're just very attracted to them. I couldn't even separate them. I'm I'm counting Breaking Dawns together. I'll get, uh, that's that's, that's yeah. my only combination I'm doing, but I had to consider the others separately. It was it was too difficult for me. Interesting. I'll, I'll take that in mind. Um, I will move on to my number six now, um, which is very difficult because I have two that are in close contention for me, um, mostly because I'm not a fan of the other entries in the series. Um, so they're they're kind of close. I think I think I'll go with this one just because. It's less fresh in the mind, um, even though I love the book. Uh, and I thought the movie was good in a lot of parts. Um, I am going to go with my number six, uh, Hunger Games Catching Fire. Um, hey, it's so good. Yeah, so the, the thing is they up the budget because it actually turned out to be you know, successful and everything. And um, I, I honestly forget some of the characters' names, but the quippy dude that they have in in that um series that they got what's up stanley tucci oh not (laughs) no (laughs) i'm gonna have to look this up because that's so far from what i was going for um jack quaid as marvel um i believe um (laughs) geez stanley tucci um but yeah everyone's pretty good. Uh, They play into the YA genre really well. I don't really love the next two. I fell asleep in part two, I'm pretty sure. Um, And yeah, I I really like the second one, though. It's a good movie. So, yeah. Um, But with that said, Todd, what is your number six? My number six is the Maze Runner franchise, a franchise I like. Uh, yes, a franchise I recently finally finished due to uh, because of my good friend Lindsay, and that I uh, really enjoyed. I am a Dylan O'Brien fan. I am fully on board. I like him. I like the series. It's interesting. The subtext is amazing, which is one of the things I look for in a film. Um. Maybe it tried to pretend like there was a heterosexual relationship that was possible <laughs> a little too much for my taste. Uh, you know, because if you've seen the series, you know, that's not, come on. But like, you know, these are these are minor problems. This is a number six for me. I'm, I'm very happy with it. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Again, probably will be showing up later on. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. Lindsay, what is your number six? My number six is the Harry Potter franchise. Nice. Um, yeah, if, if you know me, you, you would think that it would maybe be a little bit higher just because I have 
I have such a deep obsession with Harry Potter. Like, it was just such a huge part of my identity growing up. Like, I have a Harry Potter tattoo. Like, it was just so much about me was... Uh, I, I Harry Potter everything. Um, right. So, I have a complicated relationship with the movies because... I I mean, the books is what I was obsessed with, and I love the movies, too. Like, they were just, like, part of, like, the whole community, but they are, like, bad adaptations. Um, Like, they're not good, and they're not even well made movies. Like, multiple if you don't people. Know, <laughs> like, if you don't know anything about Harry Potter, I can't imagine how these would be, movies would work for you. Like, they just don't logically follow a plot. Like, they just drop things. They don't explain <laughs> things. They're not good, but they are my childhood, and that's why they are number six. <laughs> Yeah, Harry Potter is one of the biggest things ever. Um, I just remember we went to a, uh, I forget which camp. Uh, me and a friend went to a camp, and we were not into Harry Potter. Um, but the last book, Deathly Hallows, had just come out. And there were people that were like, I haven't, I did, I wasn't able to get the book. There was someone, well, I guess, spoiler alert for Harry Potter, um, if you care to skip 15 seconds ahead, because I'm about to say, they were like, yeah, Dobby dies. And there were kids that were like Good. crying. They were I like, would be so glad. <laughs> um, oh, no. I, I waited in line for 13 <clears throat> hours to be one of the first people to get it. Yeah. It, it, so, so. It's I'll... so stupid thinking back now. Like, I can't imagine waiting 13 hours for anything. <laughs> Just um, bringing this up because uh, the films aren't good, so I probably can't. Um, I I missed the bus on Harry Potter. Um, this isn't the films are bad pick or uh, anything. Um, and the book series that I did get into, I made fun of a kid who did a book report presentation on The Lightning Thief. And I was like, ha ha, book lame. You sound like a nerd. Greek mythology? Oh um, and then I read The Lightning Thief and I was like, oh my God, this is the greatest piece of book ever um so the the only time i've ever and i didn't have to wait in the line i think i just got it the next day i got the um the last one the uh fall of olympus or it doesn't matter but um you know go ahead and say it just because i know uh <laughs> one person what the one percy jackson fan we have will be like oh dude what the heck <laughs> um, yeah, I actually missed out on those books and movies. I feel like I would have liked them. Okay, so so here's the thing that bothers me. Um, and I'm trying to look for the the book titles. Um, it is The Last Olympian. Um, here's the thing that bothers me um, about Harry Potter and The Lightning Thief. Um, Rick Riordan deserves <laughs> the franchise, like movie-wise, uh, Rick Riordan deserves what J.K. Rowling got, um, and J.K. Rowling's a big old mess, and it kind of yeah, sucks because, yeah, exactly. It, but but like, what sucks about that? So many people. I don't think people were necessarily like looking up to J.K. Rowling or anything. But I was. Well, that case in point. Then <laughs> lots just of people have, were. Have someone like completely invalidate like a whole group of people. Um, mm -hmm. just over and over, like just spinning a wheel to pick a different um, group of people to be like, today I'm going to be an idiot. And it's like, okay, JK Rowling, uh, please distance yourself from this material because this isn't good. Um, and Rick Riordan has done like a really good job of in inclusive uh, stuff that like I, mm. if his, if the Lightning Thief series got popular uh, and Logan Lerman, here's the other thing, Logan Lerman deserved it so more than Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> no, Daniel Radcliffe's amazing. Okay, don't say anything about Daniel Radcliffe. I mean, uh, but uh, Logan Lerman's a much better. Actor. <laughs> he. <laughs> there was a growl there, almost a growl. I really like Logan Lerman, and I hope they bring him back in some capacity for um, the series because now he's looking like a like an older man. Um, surprisingly, mm. he's got the got the gray hair. Um, anyway, I'll move on to my yeah, number five. Harry Potter. What's up? Nothing. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I'll move on to my number five. Uh, this is, this is, we're starting to get into the cream of the crop here. Um, and this is the one that I was bringing up in contention with, um, Hunger Games. And I'm actually going to shift to, <sighs> am I going to shift? 
I think I'm still going to go with this one because uh, I I really don't like two and three. Um, I'm going to go with to all the boys I loved um, because I think it's a great first entry in the series. The premise is incredible. There's tons of amazing setups and payoffs that they do in the first book uh, to the point that you almost wish they kept it as a first book. So then you're like, ah, oh, man, if only we got more of these or whatever. Um, because, uh, man, the first, first movie was a flash in the pan. Like it was really popular on Netflix. Everybody really enjoyed it. Uh, there were a bunch of videos that were like, oh, the revival of the young rom-com genre and everything. Uh, so I think it deserves a lot of credit for you know, being a good quality YA romance film. People mm -hmm. could could gather Great around. Movie. Very good movie. Yeah, but uh, Todd, I'll let you go with your number five. All right. Well, it's time to revisit Twilight. So Fair enough. At, <laughs> at this point, I think where I'm going to go is Twilight New Moon. So this is where we start to get involved with the werewolf element of the world. And Taylor Lautner is shirtless a lot. Not quite to Eclipse level, but he is, it's, it's the introduction of him as kind of like a muscle head uh, dopey guy um, who for some reason some people decided they were on his team. I don't know why. But uh, I don't know if that makes it obvious whose team I was on, but not <laughs> Team Jacob. That's all I've got who to say. Who would be on Team Jacob? Who would be on Team Jacob? I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, I believe you. But anyway. How loyal you are to Team Emmett. Um. <laughs> I, I do love Emmett, too. I am, I'm, Emmett's who I most want to hang out with. Uh, but yeah, so New Moon is great. It's the introduction of the Volturi, which are, as we know, the most important governing body in YA history. And it is basically just like a good, solid... YA adaptation that I'm I'm quite excited by. So uh, I love it. It was the one that I had to see later because my introduction to Twilight was actually it was one of my first dates with my my now wife Michelle uh, was to see Eclipse. So I believe it or not Ooh. had never read the books and hadn't even seen the first two films. I saw Eclipse in the theater. And it was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever seen in my life. And I needed to see all the other films. And I was amazed to find out there were four better films. Uh, and so, that. yeah. <laughs> so that, that's how it started. And so now it's become like a family tradition. My wife loves them. My daughter loves them. It's just a family thing. We love Twilight. Nice, nice. And this is where I point out to the listener. Um, we are at number five. Todd just said his number five. Uh, four of the five Twilight... Oh, wait, no, 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 sorry. Three of the five are Twilight films. Um, mm -hmm. one, one could infer. Um, but with that said, Lindsay, what is going to be your number five? Number five is the Hunger Games franchise. I know we touched nice. on those a little bit. I just grouped them all together. I do agree that the first two are stronger than the last two. They, it's one of those situations where they just shouldn't have split up the last book into two movies. Because there just wasn't enough going on in that last movie for it to justify being two. Um, I mean, that last book. Uh, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But Catching Fire is one of my favorite movies ever. Like, it's so good. Um, just the whole idea of the Hunger Games. I don't know. It was, like, one of those first, like, books that made me think as a teenager. You know what I mean? Where it's like, whoa, like, government and, like... <laughs> propaganda and like oh we know, really was... do live in a society we live in a society bro <laughs> um, yeah no catching fire i i really love dig, really dig on multiverse you dig on multiverse um which is unfortunately not in catching fire the one thing i was going to mention real quick um I, I don't know if i know some people really love the third book i never finished the third book because i i just did i never gravitated towards it because um, Lindsay, did you read the books for The Hunger Games? I did. I read them all a lot. Okay, so when I read Catching Fire, I was like, when I got to the end of it, it was like the highest of highs I was ever on, just because I was like, oh my god, like what, what? Like it blew yeah. my mind. Um, and the third book is really dark. Um, mm -hmm. 
which is definitely a way to take the story, I suppose. <laughs> um, I, I feel like it was kind of the only way to take the story. It's a dark story. Yeah, it is a dark story. So, I mean, in, in that regard, you know, but, but I feel like that's one of the things, like, I agree with you, like splitting the darkest book <laughs> into two um, is uh, quite the choice that, that didn't necessarily yeah. work. Um, oh, you know that that kid that you mentioned that you bullied for doing a report on the lightning thief? That was me, but with the Hunger Games. I did a report about it, and everyone like looked at me like I was stupid, and then cut to a year later, and it's like the most popular franchise in the world. And I was like, wow, it's like I told you guys. <laughs> it's almost like I told you guys that these were good so, books. So just to be clear, um, Visionary. You, said, you said same story happened to me. Um, in my story, I bullied someone. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's an alternate timeline where I bully Lindsay. Um, so I'm a little Wait. bit older. Um, <laughs> Have I ever told you about the time I got bullied in high school once? It only happened one time that I remember being bullied. But there were two Todds in this class. And this one, this guy said... Hey, Todd, and I turned around and he went, not you, you unpopular piece of shit. <laughs> and that was that that's the time I remember being bullied. It may have happened other times, but that's like the only time I remember it happening. Back in the day, kids were vicious. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, he he really went for it. Oh my god. That's, that's such a Burn. <laughs> yeah, it was. It hurt. It hurt. Um, I, I I'm gonna go really quick. I know you mentioned that you were like on a big high when you were finishing Catching Fire, like the book, and I, I literally was because I read it when I was like sick with mono, and I was really confused and like it faded into this like weird dream I had where like I was being attacked by those orange monkeys. Anyway, oh, I just wanted no. to bring that up. Oh my god. It was terrifying. <laughs> I'll never forget Lovely. catching fire because of that. Um off the rails here here for Todd's birthday. Um just just wait till next year where we do the definitive ranking of uh YA hot boys. Um <laughs> yes. oh, I've got a lot of opinions about that. Yeah. So okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's just say we we will not be uh placing Team Jacob too high. Um just to get your no to get those people prepped. Um, but I will move on to my number four, which might be a little bit of recency bias, but I really love this movie, um, surprisingly. Um, and it is a movie Todd has seen. It is not yeah. a movie Lindsay has seen yet. Um, and that is Chaos Walking. Interesting. Um, oh, right. that, that high? Yeah, well, okay. So here's the thing. I, I This made me more than like a lot of the, the books that I, I have or movie adaptations that I've seen, this made me really want to read the books. Um, and I was really interested with a couple of the choices they made. Um, I really did. We talked about this on the podcast um, in the spoiler discussion, which I won't mention. Uh, there's some deeper stuff that I actually really, really dig um, from Chaos Walking. And I think it almost operates in a space of like, oh, well, we're never going to have a sequel. So I almost imagine, like I have that hope like I did after Catching Fire or like after To All the Boys where I'm like, but the sequels could have been good when in actuality um, they probably would have been uh, garbage. But um, but yeah, that's that's going to be my number. I'm excited number. to see this. Yeah, I liked it. It's something. it's something. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but yeah, Todd, what's your number four? Okay, so my number four... I think is the only time I'll use this excuse, but Lindsay already used it. I think it's YA vibe. And so I think it counts. And it is the film The Craft. Have any either of Ooh, you seen this yeah. film? Okay, so The Craft is about a coven of teenage witches. It's a film from the uh, mid-90s. That oh, this is definitely has YA vibe. Yes, it's yeah. incredibly <laughs> YA vibey. And it is just freaking awesome. Like, I really love it. Its ending could be a little bit better. Other than that, it's pretty much perfect, in my opinion. Uh, you've got Feruza Balk, who is, like, one of my favorite, like, actresses to 
exhibit angst in like this really intimidating uh ya witch role and it's just a fun movie that i really like a lot so i'm gonna put that in my number we're at number four right uh yes sir yep. yeah i'm gonna put that in my number four position yeah just checking real quick because i think uh i do not have that no i do have it yeah i added it to my watch list a while ago i forget someone brought it up to me um i forget maybe it was heather um oh no 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 it was for sure margo now that i'm thinking about it um now that i have the, the scores in front of me but great pick great pull thank um, you we'll be checking that out soon but Lindsay, what is your number four my number four was a last minute edition because you brought it up but it's the miseducation of cameron poe <laughs> um <Fair>. yeah <laughs> one of the best movies ever i love it oh very so good yeah Grace Moret stands where are you at <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh this walked so uh Gosh, a shadow in the cloud could run. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, great pick. Good to good to see it on here twice. Um, good for her. Um, have you read the that, book? Sorry. Have not read the book. What uh, is it? Have you? Yeah, it's really interesting because I I I kind of like the movie better. Um, the movie is like just that the camp basically but that's only like the last quarter of the book oh oh interesting yeah she doesn't get sent really? to the camp until like yeah that's like the end of the book um so they just chose to like adapt like part of the book and then incorporate some flashbacks to the, like and that's what the rest of the story was now i thought that was a pretty good choice like i i thought it worked really well for a movie um to be like that but yeah i don't know it was a good book though nice Interesting. Um, awesome. Yeah, I'll move to my number three, though, um, which is a film I have not seen. This is the one I was going to mention, like, four slots, and then I thought about it, and I was like, no, because if you watch this m movie, you will cry again because uh, you love it. Um, <laughs> and that pick is, uh, you know, uh, someone who, who's been in one of the picks I've mentioned before um, is going to be Bridge to Terabithia. Um, okay. It might be too young, in fairness. Like, this is one of the ones I will admit, I was like, ah, it's kind of kids. It's kind of just young, not young adult. Um, but I think there's enough themes in here to warrant the young adult um, association. Um, I really love the movie. Um, it makes me feel a lot. I watched it when I was very young. Um, and, oh, my God, it's just a lot. Uh, Zoe Deschanel's incredible uh in a smaller role uh and yeah uh zach hutchinson right is is the lead i'm pretty sure i think so i actually never saw this movie me either let me check because i just have to make sure i read the book in fifth the... grade though you did mm -hmm. what do you think of the book um we read it in class and a bunch of people cried yeah, oh, that, wow. that doesn't i have stayed away from the book uh, because of that yeah. um but yeah I'll, pr I'll probably read it sometime um but yeah that's that's gonna be my number three todd what is your number three my number three is the hunger games franchise and hey. it sounds it sounds like my biggest difference between uh the biggest difference between me and the two of you is that i actually don't even mind the last two films i thought they replaced like i thought they they did feel a little stretched out, but I loved the real, like, aggressive anti-government messaging of them. I think as a sociology professor, I'm just, like, really on board for anything that's like, yep, elites suck, elites suck, elites suck, and just keep saying it over and over again. <laughs> so, like, I, I really like the messaging, even in the last two, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Nice. Oh yeah. Wow. Good for Hunger Games making all three lists. Who would have thought? Yeah. Um, Lindsay, what is going to be your number three? Twilight apparently won't be able to say that. Hey, but go ahead. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> My number three is the Lizzie McGuire movie. 
And <laughs> kind of, kind of like what you were saying, where it's like, I don't know if this counts as YA or if this is just young, but I mean, sing to me, Paolo. You know? I mean, Lizzie, Lizzie McGuire was iconic. Um, I, I realized that, like, there's distinct. What's funny is, like, people don't think they're like, oh, the whole millennial or, you know, uh, Gen Z or all this stuff. Like, none of it really matters. Um, go back and talk about Disney shows with people, and it, you will see uh, distinct things. Because we, we did the Disney bracket, and Lindsay was talking up Boy I was Meets horrified. World. Yeah. No, I was horrified. <laughs> Well, okay, I I really loved Lindsay McGuire though. I I will admit, like I thought the movie Lindsay was McGuire great. Was iconic, yeah. Yeah, the show was dope. It, it was the first thing that broke the fourth wall. Deadpool, who? Um, Lizzie McGuire yeah, did it first and better. Emojis. She did. <laughs> so yeah, really, really innovative in in that regard. Yeah, um, best ending song ever too. Of course, um, but. I will move to my number two um, as we're getting close to the end of this. Um, oh man, a lot of lot of good stuff here. Um, Lots of tension. Lots of yeah. tension. We all feel it. I, I think this might be a little bit of a cop out because it's a good movie, um, and but I still think it's like it's goofy enough in my opinion, and it is based on a book uh, that is about young adults. Um, my number two is going to be Holes. Uh, which is a movie oh God, that I, I think didn't put holes on my list. Yeah, uh, holes was a moment that just took over Disney Channel um, for like eight years. I felt like, and every time holes was on, I was like, "Well, know what I'm doing." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was just so good. Uh, the camaraderie with all the dudes uh, is really great. Zero is one of the best people ever put to screen. Uh, and the the quote, well, that's too damn bad. Um, is I'm a childless grandpa. <laughs> well, that's too damn bad. it's it's so good. Um, you know, can can never forget it. It's etched in my mind. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with holes. Uh, Todd, I'll let you go I'm with so your. So mad, I didn't put holes on my list. Yeah, yeah, you, you had a couple that's goofs. Like the best movie ever. <laughs> It's great, uh, and I want to read the like, book. Seeing it as point. a kid, I was like, "This is storytelling." You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, "Really?" It, like, there's I, like I, layers to this. Well, so I honestly think it's a very good introduction to like I, I we're obviously like kind of joking a little bit, but it's a really good introduction into different styles of storytelling and like an epic that doesn't feel like I remember as a kid. Like my dad was like, "Oh, hey, want to watch Catch Me If You Can with me?" And I was like, "Oh, geez." It, Two and a half plus hour movie with commercials. I'll have to sit here for four hours. Oh, who's this guy? Christopher Walk. No, no, I don't want to watch this. Um, so I feel like Holes kind of bridged that gap because it was entertaining enough, um, but also still an epic. It really was. I used to carry my dog up the stairs, and her, her name is Daphne, and I would carry her up the stairs and go, you must carry Madame Daphne up the mountain. <laughs> Let her drink from the water as well. <laughs> oh my god um jeez <laughs> again just so much is coming out with um <laughs> YA it's, genre it's a genre that makes you vulnerable it really does <laughs> of course makes um, you share yourself jeez uh but with that said Todd what is going to be your number 2 my number 2 is Twilight OG, the original. This is a fantastic film. Um, You've talked about a lot of things about, you know, like heroes. But what if I'm not the good guy? What if I'm the bad guy? And that's what Twilight really explores is what if I'm the bad guy? What if you've fallen in love with a natural born killer? And this is a special movie. I still laugh every time I see it because the cast is so just freaking amazing and so like funny. Like Anna Kendrick is in this and is just like hysterical as one of the high school friends. 
um, you have Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson who are just such great actors doing these roles and reading these lines that are ridiculous that I think only actors of their caliber could pull off and it still work. And I just find it such a charming and wonderful film. I'm obsessed with the Twilight franchise for some reason. I've just come to accept it about myself. Fair, fair yep. enough. Um, who knows if, if it'll show up again? Who's to say? Um, Mate, who's to say? With that said, uh, Lindsay, what is going to be your number two? Uh, my number two is The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Woo! Yeah, nice. it's one of my favorite books ever, one of my favorite movies ever. I saw it so many times in theaters. I just kept going back. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, my so... Oh, go for it, Todd. One of my favorite parts of the movie is there's a montage where... Who's the... The teacher's Paul Rudd, right? Yeah. Okay, there's a montage where Paul Rudd is handing Logan Lerman books. And for some reason, it just made me laugh hysterically to picture that Paul Rudd spent a whole day undressing and redressing <laughs> and just handing Logan Lerman books. That that's like what they had to spend a whole day doing. I don't know why that made me laugh, but it's also a great movie. But like that part in particular made me laugh. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah I love this movie. It's just got so much heart and it's just so comforting. Yeah. One thing I was going to mention, I actually have not seen this film entirely. Mm. Even though, so so here's the weird part about it. I watched part of it. Excuses. I, like, I watched part of it and I was like, oh, I actually really want to read this book first. And then I read the book and I had to return and I only got about halfway through. Really great book. Um, I, yeah. I need to read it in full. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but I'll I'll move to my uh, number one, and uh, while while I was going to pick a certain Wizarding World um, for my number one, and I was thinking about it, I you know you can't forget the reason for the season. So my number one is going to be uh, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part Two um, <laughs> because it is it is the epic installment to the franchise. It concludes. It's the be all end all. Uh, you get answers like, oh, what if we made a baby that was completely CGI rendered, but we weren't ready yes. for those technological capabilities? Um, it does all these things. It, it, it brings so many of, of these characters uh, that I definitely sat through the whole whole saga of and, and didn't see this the first time uh, with no context besides reading the first book. Um, and I think we can all agree that it answers the age old question of team Edward or team Jacob of which I am definitely team Edward uh, yes. because he is not a pedophile. <laughs> um, oh my God. <laughs> so, um, that is my thoughts on my number one. Uh, happy birthday, Todd. Uh, what is going to be your number one pick? My number one. I am so shocked right now. My number one is the breaking dawn duology. Uh, I'm counting it as one thing. It is amazing. I saw both of these at midnight. They were both unique experiences. At Breaking Dawn Part 1, I went, and it was a wonderful experience. But in the row behind me, there was a group of seven dads who were there with their seven daughters. And they sat <laughs> dad, daughter, dad, daughter, dad, daughter. And that was just so creepy. <laughs> and I hated it so much. And it still sticks out in my mind. So I just wanted to tell that story. But then at Breaking Dawn 2, I, I sold out my gender and I feel bad about it. So as amends, I'm telling this story whenever I can. I went to Breaking Dawn 2 at midnight. I got a beer. I was, or sorry, I'm getting a beer at the station and the guy, get, I'm the reason just so you know that we're there for Twilight, not my wife. My wife likes it, but I'm the reason we're there for Twilight. <laughs> and this guy at the bar was like, hey, your wife making you come out to this thing? And I just went, yeah. 
and put oh my, my head down. <laughs> and to this day, it's the guiltiest I've ever felt about myself. I, I feel like I sold out that I should have said, no, sir, I am actually the reason that we are here. I am a man who loves Twilight, and I'm very proud of that. But I didn't, and I, I still apologize to this day. But I think this is one of the greatest endings to a YA series. I think it's fantastic. The fight scene at the end of Breaking Dawn Part 2 is one of my favorite scenes in any movie. Both theater experiences were fantastic. I am obsessed. I loved it. It was one of my favorites. Nice, nice. Uh, so yeah, Twilight um, shows up on everyone's list. Uh, Lindsay, to cap this off, what could possibly be your number one? Yeah, I wonder. Actually, oh, wait, I, I will say before uh -huh. you before you say anything, I think you may have already done this. Uh, regardless, you can do a tie for TV and movie if you need to. That is what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's more it's appreciated actually. Okay, <laughs> cool. Because I just can't choose between them, you know. So it has to be a tie. So yeah, my it's number only one. Fair is a tie between the Maze Runner series and the show Teen Wolf. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I can't, it's like picking your favorite child. You just can't. Um, Maze Runner is iconic. So many boys, you know, they run. And then, and then there's zombies. Like, oh, how could you get more perfect? Um, it's got Kaya Scodelario and Dylan O'Brien, the two loves of my life. Like, it's just the perfect movie franchise. And then Teen Wolf. Like, it's the best show ever. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just the best show ever. I'm oh thoroughly God. enjoying Teen Wolf. I'm it's so great. glad that you're liking it. Yeah. I mean, Big Styles thing. is... He's just the best. And we're, oh, we're getting into season three. I'm so excited for you to see 3B. It's amazing. I'm I'm there for it. Yeah, I really like the show, and my wife's really getting into it too. Oh, I'm so glad. Does she have a favorite character? Styles. She loves of Styles. Of course, it's Styles. Taste. Oh, Taste. God. Yeah. No, Styles <laughs> is the best character. Um. So of course, be on the lookout for the Teen Wolf Pod. Um. But, <laughs> um. Who's surprised? Um, with all these amazing picks, uh, just tons of masterpieces out here uh, thriving, right. um, which <laughs> on a very happy celebration uh, for, for birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for doing this. This was so awesome. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I, I, I really, honestly, <laughs> I'm glad... Um, Lindsay picked what she did because documentary probably would have been a 20 minute thing and I would have been like yep this is a really neat thing that you guys should check out and it would just be <laughs> it would be basically like all of like the three of us giving each other a handshake and being like oh very very good choice exquisite taste um, yes. for 20 minutes so thank you Lindsay for, for knowing a, a good episode um, <laughs> Uh, yes. But that's going to do it for this list. Uh, be on the lookout for, for another ranking. Who knows? Um, April's going to be a really dry month for new releases. Uh, yeah. Besides, we're, we're getting uh, Godzilla and Big Monkey kissing, uh, hopefully. And um, Shiva Baby. And Shiva Baby. Um, so if, if I ever get a chance to see that. Mm -hmm. And I guess maybe the father. Who knows? Um, maybe. Maybe. Uh, which I'm, I actually could see the father if I wanted to. I'm just now avoiding it. Um, but with that said, uh, we got some cool stuff coming April. Um, so be on the lookout for that because, you know, when movies aren't coming out, we get to do whatever we want. So Lindsay gets her full uh, Dylan O'Brien is the best actor of all time uh, podcast. So Can we do that? Don't tell uh, if you're not going to let yes. me do that. Can we do a three-hour podcast at some point? That's my only like, goal, a three-hour podcast. We should do well, a okay, long wait. review of Teen Wolf after we finish the third season. Okay. Since, since this is at the end of, of the episode, and I'm sure uh, none of the fans uh, of this series are actually listening to this point. Um, actually, I'm positive there's no way um, any of this said fan base <laughs> will have listened to 
Oh, an hour and yeah, about an hour long episode about uh, YA uh, adaptations. Um, with that said, uh, Todd, I don't think you knew this, um, or maybe you did. Uh, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part One and Two mm-hmm. are about three hours and fifty six minutes. Now, which would you rather watch, the Snyder Cut or Twilight Breaking Dawn Part One and Two? Me. The yes. Twilight Breaking Dawn Part One or Two. Okay. And one, and one two. and two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So here's here's the question that I go a little bit further. That was that was a little baby decision. Okay. Okay. All right. Twilight Breaking Dawn full entirety or Seven Samurai. <laughs> That's so dirty. Oh no! <laughs> I boxed you oh, no. in. You know what you feel. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say Breaking what I'm Dawn embarrassed to say. One is the best body horror movie of all time. Which is, I think, I think Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2 is yes! what I have to go with. Fair enough. It's the best Fair body enough. horror war epic of all time. <laughs> but you, you heard it here first. Twilight. Wait, so, hey, did you actually watch Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2 all the way through and, and enjoy it? Uh, no, that's your birthday present. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you have to watch part one and two. You have to. I, I have seen part two in its he, entirety. Okay, you have to watch part one. He eats the baby out of her. Yeah, no. it's pretty great. Uh, um, okay, it I might will just eventually. not be his thing. Yeah, I might just not be an intellectual like both of you. Uh, but with that said, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, everyone, have a good one. Uh, love YA. Best genre ever. See ya. And happy birthday, Bye. Todd. Oh, yeah. Thank-